The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. Tonight, it's the best of the rest, the characters who have done more with less. Now, if you don't like the list, or there's one that we missed, you can blame it on Trace. He's our guest. That's me. I'm Trace. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. A podcast covering everything in that universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one just keeps going and going and going, much like uh, a Nuno Button Court solo, apparently. Um, I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we don't have Squirrely Matt, but in his place, we have the lovely Cassie and the valuable oh. Victor. And joining us tonight, he is uh, the man from Mississippi, a listener, a frequent contributor in the Twitter DM. Oh, not Twitter. This is an old intro. In the, in the Discord. See, he'll read anything that's there. <laughs> our resident blue check mark. Our resident limericist, the patron, a patron of the podcast, and a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please join me in making some noise for Trace. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome back to the Protestant Trace and welcome Cassie. I mean, uh, you've been on for a nag hall, but uh, is this your first time on as one of the panelists, right? Yes, uh, I was. I did the egg hall and I did ladies night. Oh, that's right. Yes, you were in ladies night. So um, kudos to you More. because Matt dropped out. He's not feeling well. And literally f- 10 minutes ago, I put in the Discord, hey, is anyone available t- to fill in for Matt? And you came on. So without any preparation, thank you so much for doing that, Cassie. You're our hero. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very <laughs> excited, and I hope that Matt feels better soon. Yes, we all do. Uh, Trace, welcome back. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, we, I mean, we're just going to get started here because, you know, no one here is yeah. new. So. How are you now? Uh, tonight's lineup is going to be myself, Victor, Tanya, Cassie, and our guest, Trace, will have the last word. So I guess I start with my week. I've been busy. I'm in 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 season four. Yes, we were open season four. Uh, so uh, that's all I've been doing, heads down work. But I've been able to watch a few movies. Um, I mean, uh, you, some of you probably heard my interview with Ka- uh, Casey last week. Um, when I mentioned in that interview that I watched The Unbearable Weight of uh, Talent with uh, Mr. Uh, Nicolas Cage and how much I, I enjoyed that movie. It was so much fun. Um uh, but uh, Pedro Pascal, he stole the show in that movie. But if, if if you haven't watched it, if you want if you want to see a good cheesy film with a little bit of action and a whole lot of Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, I highly recommend that movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Victor, have you seen it? I have yeah, quite some time ago, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed that. And then um, this weekend, I I uh, watched The Whale. I thought I'd see what all the fuss was about, so I got to see that. And, uh, you know, it was an okay movie. Um, Agreed. Brendan Fraser was full marks for for the Oscar. Like, he was incredible. The movie itself. Better than the movie. Yeah, the movie itself, it's based on a play, and you can tell it was a play. Uh, It takes place in one room basically the whole time. 
a lot of exposition, a lot of, it, you could tell it was, it was written as a play, but a, you know, an interesting story. And, but holy crap, Brendan Fraser was like unbelievable. What a transformation. And uh, yeah, he totally deserved uh, the Oscars. So uh, yeah, a couple of uh, really strong movies that I was able to enjoy this week. Victor, how's your week been? Oh man, it's been so busy, but uh, it's also gone by really quickly. Um, I've been watching a couple of new shows as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, started Succession, which kind of was confusing to start because we couldn't remember anything that happened in the previous year. I still, we still need to go and find some sort of a maybe Cole's notes of how it end, all ended because oh. that first episode was a little hard. Oh, so when you say you started, you just started the new season, right? So you're all caught up. Okay. Yeah, we're all caught up, but it was hard to, like, they just get you in there without any kind of a, um, uh, like a uh, review or whatever they call it. Yeah, Um, without any one of these. Previously. Thank you. Exactly. They need one of those. They seriously need those. So so that was was a little challenging. Yeah, it's a complicated Uh, story. And I like, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Like, uh, I'm I'm also caught up. No, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, We started uh, Lucky Lucky Hank with uh, Odenkirk. Um, Oh, okay. And how's that? So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm not like saying it's an Oscar winner just yet, but, Mm -hmm. you know, he's good in everything he does. Like even that undone yeah. series on um, on on Prime, mm-hmm. Prime is not really you know it's it's a hit and miss kind of a, a network. I feel mm-hmm. there's a, you know more bad than good there, but Undone is one of those little hidden gems where it's um, this anim- semi animated or um, series. Oh, or okay. I I do recommend uh, for for those that are interested in something different mm-hmm. uh, to go and catch that one. But anyway, Lucky Hank, so far so good. Um, That's we'll with Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, uh, the I guess the bearing the lead a little bit is that Linda and I uh, booked Science Seal delivered our vacation that we're going to go oh, in, nice. uh, at the end of May. Where are you uh, going? So yeah, we're going to go spend three nights in Paris. Oh. Uh, oh wow. Then take France? a bullet. Then take a bullet train uh, over to Amsterdam, and uh, <laughs> spend five nights there. I'll make sure to spend one day with our friend Sherry. Oh, um, oh nice. you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, you'll have really to say hi to her for us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll take probably a day, day trip to Bruges, which is a, yeah. a nice little city in mm-hmm. uh, Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Uh, all about chocolate and whatnot. And uh, and then the rest of the time, just, you know, enjoy the beautiful city that I love and um, can't wait to kind of introduce Linda to it. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll move there one day. But uh, which one? <laughs> don't, Amsterdam don't, or? Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. I've never, we've incredible. never been. That's it's oh, funny though. You're going to Paris, Amsterdam, Bruges, but I, I have no doubt that the highlight of your trip is going to be the train ride from. Oh, it, oh, oh, for sure. I'm already like giddy, giddy about it. Um, How fast does yeah. that train go, Victor? It Tell can us. go up to 300 kilometers, but but I don't know if what? it actually. Well, 300. Yeah, yeah, it can go. Well, the up. one in I don't Japan know. goes even faster than what? that. Yeah, doesn't it go like 600? The uh, oh, well, I think that's like that, I, that might 500? be fiction. Can you even walk like the gravity pull on that? Like, no, no, when you're on the train, you have to watch Einstein's explanation. Of, of course, I do. Um, <laughs> 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 um, 
uh, uh, relativity. Is there a movie? Yeah. There's an explanation. <laughs> so yeah, the fly, no, when, when you're the, on the tra- fly forget- would stay in midair and well, it won't well, hit the Tanya, back of the don't, train. <laughs> don't forget, you've, you've been on a plane, right? I mean, the plane flies at 800 True. kilometers right. uh, an hour. So, right. and it doesn't feel like you're even moving, right? So, uh, not in on, my body, but okay. <laughs> well, well, un- until you hit turbulence. And that's why I love turbulence so much. And the air pockets, because it, it reminds you of that you're actually you flying. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, I've been talking a lot. Let's pass it on. All right. Trace is like, I just keep on talking. I'm going to watch Trace while you do it. <laughs> Ten, how is that? No, I mean, there's the Eiffel Tower. There's the left bank. There's no. the Louvre. No. There's a train. Yeah, there's a train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, that's well, awesome. the, the, I just recently saw a map of the uh, uh, rail system in Europe compared to the rail system in the U.S., and it's crazy how much more, how many more trains there are in Europe. But how, how does that compare to Sudbury? Well, like the, the square footage, <laughs> yeah. the square footage of Sudbury to per capita. Per yeah. capita. Yeah. Yes. Al, the difference say. between Europe, the difference to Europe and US with the all the train routes mm-hmm. is that in US it's mostly dedicated to freight, whereas in Europe it's right. dedicated to passengers. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I mean, Europe has got the better uh, pa- uh, passenger train system for sure. I mean, uh, yeah. it's the it should be the envy of. Uh, well, you can go from like one country to another. Like, it's like their subway well, I guess system. Have yeah. 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 it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Huh. How have you been, Interesting. Tanya? Hi. Hey. Um, I have been busy as all hell. Uh, I've been working, um, oh my God, I don't even know how many late nights this week. Um, lots of projects going on. Very busy. Uh, we watch, we, we started Bel Air. The second right. season came yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so we started watching that, uh, which is pretty good. Um, the actor who plays the Will Smith part in bel-air is great that kid's got a future not a comedy right oh god no it's not a comedy but but there's aspects of the show that do relate back to the sitcom um it's an interesting way that they do it but Mm -hmm. that actor that kid's got a future he's so charismatic he's so good uh yeah 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 it's been uh it's been a good show Mm -hmm. i'm i'm uh Glad the next season came in. Um, yeah, so we've been enjoying that. Uh, we finished watching Shrinking. I don't know whether we recapped on that, but that was a phenomenal show. God, I Amazing. love that show so much. Thank you, Jeff, for the I need so much more of it because it. I just. I. I'm gonna actually have a um, a weekend with my sister because she doesn't get that uh, channel, and we're going to just watch and binge on Shrinking because it's such a great show. I just love that show so much. Well, you know, did Ted I tell you La- I Ted, love that show? Ted Lasso's really back, right? You know, Ted Lasso's back. Is it back? Yeah. Like- Is it? on is it it's ready on, but well but it's why going are we week, watching week it? to week because i want to want it to finish before we watch it oh. i want to be able to binge it no you yeah. can't do that i don't want to wait week oh, to week it's to, like it's like a little I would tease wait for it. like you gotta I would watch wait for it. Oh, you yeah. gotta watch it uh, I, i'm you gonna, can't binge I'm it gonna, and your favorite mrs mazel's coming oh, back Basil's coming it, it for my birthday. Already, what? No, it starts on her birthday. She comes oh. back for my birthday. God, I love oh, that show. That is one that. of my absolute all-time favorites. It's a good one. Wait, so there's six seasons? I thought it's back for its fifth season. Six? I guess uh, I guess it's... Of what? Maisel? Yeah. I don't know how many... I don't think there's that many seasons, oh, is there? Oh, God. I love that show I, so that's much. That's why I thought it's back already. Because oh. I thought I saw five seasons on Prime. Uh, and Barry's coming back too for their final season. Barry, and that, yeah. If you haven't seen that one, I haven't seen it. Amazing, uh, highly Barry, recommend. What's that? Barry. What's Barry? Uh, it's that guy from Saturday Night Live, or former Saturday Night Live guy. I forget his name. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader plays a, um, a serial killer, or not a serial killer, um, um, an assassin. assassin. And it's it's really good. 
Henry Winkler really is really good in it. And the guy who plays uh, uh, No Hank or whatever his name is. Um, I thought you were done. Your turn. I know, but mm-hmm. I, just, I just remembered this one. If you haven't Noho watched Hank. Noho Hank, if you want, if you watch, if you don't want to, if you want to see something really good, it's like Dexter, but funny. Uh, Dexter was pretty funny. It's called Barry. <laughs> what what network is it on? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. HBO, HBO. I think. Yeah, HBO. So HBO. it's on Crave. Okay. So uh, it's on, on Crave. Crave. Well, I don't know what kind of weird channel it's on up there, but no, it's everything on. everything funnels to Crave. That's not on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other two streaming channels. So Victor There's highly Peacock highly now. recommend Barry. I think what's, you'd really enjoy what's Barry. Peacock. Okay. That's Stack. Uh, Peacock is on its own. Yeah. Peacock's its own thing now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I, I interrupted. I interrupted. Hey, you did. Yeah. Step on my dick. Um, <laughs> she said dick. So, <laughs> so um, uh, I'm, oh, because I don't read um very much, or I read for for my job. I don't want to read when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh while you were recording with oh, uh, right. Casey. Mm-hmm. I was watching um Becoming which I think is on Netflix. I'm not sure. Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that one. Um, And we're getting ready for Easter. Uh, Tomorrow is Good Friday. Uh, We've got um, uh, a brunch happening here on Saturday. Brunch. Brunch. Uh, We're having brunch on Saturday, and then we're going for lunch with your folks Mm -hmm. on um, Sunday. So a busy weekend. Um, uh, Yeah, just lots of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it all. Exhausting. We get to see the puppy again. That's right. Playing the, <laughs> and playing the role of Matt tonight, wearing a hat even, so that, so nice. that uh, yeah, thank you. Cassie, how's your week been? It has been so frigging busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like Seems everybody's just in the busy category. Yeah. Um, I've been training in a new position at work. Mm. I've also been covering another position at work because uh, the person who usually like splits the work with me Mm. she wasn't in so I was doing her side and my side um I've been putting together some stuff for our community involvement committee so Mm. it's like a volunteer committee actually just today we took donations over to the Norfolk Pregnancy Center for some of the kids so that they can have a nice Easter oh I love that yeah um and uh, just dealing with my role uh with uh Part of our volunteer initiative is uh, setting up volunteer coaches with um, a gym here in uh, Simcoe. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that slots are filled for that because people have been so busy, they haven't been able to go. That work, I have my fingers in a bunch of different projects right now. Um, it's messy. a lot of fun, but it is hectic as hell. Oh, sounds like it. I mean, Makes the day go so fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I look back at the end of every day and I'm just like where the hell did the time go I'm basically surviving on energy drinks and spite at this point as well as going (laughs) to the gym and the spite is coming in at the gym um beating some personal records and um when I've been trying to just breathe at home I've been re-watching uh Mr. D okay I haven't watched that at all is is it good I don't he's funny (laughs) But I, I don't know. I just never, no, never appealed to me. I like it. Yeah, okay. um, I'll have to check it out. I know my fiance doesn't. Uh, well, oh, yeah? he doesn't not like it, but it's not his favorite. It's kind of my comfy comfort show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very goofy. There's a lot of kind of cringe humor, but right. I really love it. And I know a couple of our listeners are 
uh, teachers or are involved in education. So I feel like they can probably mm-hmm. um, relate to a lot of the things that are going on. Um, a lot of, you'll see a lot of people who have been in Letterkenny yeah. in Mr. D. Um, Darren Rose, Mark Forward. Well, I was just um, going to say Darren Rose, uh, he, so he plays the doctor in the prostate uh, episode. Yeah. I know he's in that a lot. Um, is Mark, how, how often is Mark Forward in it? Uh, all he's, I'd say almost every episode or every other oh. episode up to the end of season three. Okay. So there's a reason to yeah. watch then. Okay. Is the show still running or since? Uh, doing, uh, no, I family think because he's doing family feud now, I think. Yeah. And, uh, Jerry D's also doing like his uh, stand up comedy tour. Yeah. I guess he had a show tonight, but it was canceled because or uh, rescheduled because his flight was canceled. So, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike, the, the show she's talking about is Mr. D, uh, yeah. as in what Tang is distracted by, but he plays. <laughs> What she calls Al. Yeah. Uh, Jerry D, he's a Canadian comedian, a very funny guy. Uh, and it's it's about teachers and stuff. So, Mike, you probably enjoy it. You should uh, try to find it somewhere since you're, you got time It is off. a little goofy, though. It's a bit, yeah. It's oh, absolutely. A, yeah, it's yeah. a bit goofy. But uh, cool. Uh, Trace, how have you been? Uh, I've been good. Uh, this past week's been all about dodging tornadoes. Oh, and, no. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it popped a few spots within about 30 miles either direction mm-hmm. of here and we were all loaded up in the uh, the closet for a little while, and oh gosh, you know, five dogs and all the humans, and I think we had crazy. three of the four cats. But three of the four, <laughs> <laughs> they they land on their feet; they're on their own. It's the dogs. And oh the, no, no, and no, the, no. the human cats you don't worry about. Yeah, you don't worry about the cats. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it, it's scary, That's but it's scary as hell. It's, it's March in Memphis, so it's their season. It it's they have a season. You have yeah, a tornado yes. season. Yep. How many do oh, yeah. you, how many tornadoes do you get in a season? Do you think? We Would you ask probably. Right well, I mean, this last batch was was like what they call an, an actual outbreak, which was so over the course of two days. I think there were fifteen <gasps> tornadoes, at least in our area. I know uh, Jason Iker was talking that they got popped pretty good up in Indiana. Yeah, so this, yeah. and this was a big thing. It's basically all the uh, air coming up from the Gulf hitting all the air coming from y'all. Mm-hmm. Thanks a heap. All right. And they meet our bad. Sorry. <laughs> they're meeting my neighborhood. And so, oh my gosh. <laughs> so is that like, is like, is that just like a global warming thing? The, the trends change with all the tornadoes or it's oh, always it, been sure a tornado, it's not helping, but no, it's all, it's, it's you've always been. No, all global warming is doing is it's moving Making that tornado, it moving that tornado alley up. So eventually there'll be two two south for it. It'll be like we'll be in Tornado Alley one day. And and in Memphis, do you have any tornado deniers? <laughs> Not <What>? for long. <laughs> That's no, crazy. No. I can't even imagine. Like this, uh, we had um, a terrible thunderstorm. Like and uh, so I can't even imagine what that must feel like because the the thunder was so loud and so close that our floor was shaking like my feet were were vibrating the the so having a tornado rip through and and i can't even imagine all the well we've been getting them more and more up here but yeah there's yeah, still there's still yeah. Un- i mean yeah it's, if you're hearing thunder and rain tornado is usually not what you got to worry about yeah. yeah yeah we had you know when everything goes silent and 
all you start hearing is the wind. That's when you start getting, okay, mm-hmm. hit the closet gas, <laughs> you know. And then, you get those crazy sky, like those crazy colors in the sky. Then green when the sky goes green. <laughs> That's what we've always been yeah. told. We've only yeah, had no, two come. It, it, uh, green's kind of a two, misnomer. You don't like walk outside. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, Kelly Green. But you look out, everything kind of looks weird. It's the ominous okay. of it all. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's yeah, very it's ominous. And of course, like every other thing, once it's passed through, you and all your neighbors are running around the neighborhood going, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, one hit my brother's neighborhood. Uh, la- was it last year or two years ago? A couple I years forget. ago, I think. Been- and uh, yeah, uh, I remember that because that's close enough for us to feel the, the after, after Barry, effects of it. Barry seems yeah. to get quite a few. And There's Barry a section be, yeah. but, that um, uh, they've yeah, been but- getting. Not to be confused with Barry the show we were talking Correct. about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Victor, for coming. Barry the show. No. But as uh, far as shows go, I started watching uh, Great Expectations, the version that they've come out with. It's got Olivia Coleman in it. Okay. How's that? And uh, it is a really, really weird, dark interpretation. Great Expectations is my favorite Dickens novel. Okay. I read it in high school and mm-hmm. I was like, it was a really good story. And. Uh, I've seen the old versions of it, of course, but this is a really, really bizarre, dark version of it. And it's a, a it's series, not not a movie. Cool. Yeah, it's a series. Uh, it's probably one of those uh, BBC FX. Okay, like a limited combos. run kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and Olivia Coleman is so good. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're not going to so write. They're not. They're not writing new seasons of of an old Dickens classic after they've. Finished no, no. The I think once this one, once they get to the end, this <laughs> right. one, it's not great expectations two. <laughs> Expected but, boogaloo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> all, <laughs> exactly. Expected boogaloo. Well done. All right. Well, it sounds like we're all really busy and recovering from a busy work so week. So why don't we, uh, you know, uh, recover with a little bit of coffee? And since he's not here today, we'll listen to Matt. Hey there, ladies. How are you now? Do you like strong, dark coffee? Well, then you're in luck. Diabolical coffee is being served at the produce stand. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. You can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. Or if you're feeling kinky, there's a cake-up option. Use the promo code PRODUCESTAND for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merch. So it's time to put the D in your coffee with Diabolical Coffee. And thank you, Diabolical Coffee, for your support. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric, for your support. Speaking of support, welcome to not-so-new Twitter followers. You're going to see what I mean when I get to this list. Lucas Cashman, uh, Craig Coonrad from Phoenix, Arizona, Colorado Fitbaker, uh, Piss Pistofferson, <laughs> uh, Light as Paper from Toronto, Zach Sharp from B-Town, uh, Loki Noki from Massachusetts, uh, EJ from Las Vegas, Gary Mullaney, uh, Chris B from South Carolina, Jeff Doctoroff, uh, Gene Lepley from uh, Richmond, Virginia, Terry Ryan from St. John's, Newfoundland. Terry! Yeah, so that's Ooh. the Terry Ryan. So yeah, I think he started following us like after I interviewed him, so that's how old... Uh, that's how far uh, back we are on this list. Uh, Aggravated <laughs> artists from Denver. The Plotaholics podcast. Who, they've stopped podcasting. That's how long ago this li- <laughs> they, they joined our list. But that's with our buddy uh, Brian Tan. Uh, Michael Tinney from Tampa, Florida. Uh, Mythen... 
uh, Mithin Abdul Bashir, uh, Top for Fun from Houston, Texas, CK, Jason Innocent, uh, Nick's Chick, uh, Michael uh, Cree Nutson from San Diego, <laughs> uh, Drew Reed from Phoenix, Arizona, G- uh, Carrie Gilders from Warsaw, Ontario. I didn't know there's a Warsaw, Ontario. Uh, Nicole, yeah. is that near you there, uh, Cassie? I don't believe so. I no. just know I've heard of it and I've probably driven through it at some point. Okay. I feel like I've heard it. I know because you're like near Paris and Woodstock and like you're near all the other towns named after other more famous places. Uh, and London, <laughs> Ontario, the other one. Um, <laughs> There's no creativity in this area, I none, promise. None whatsoever. Uh, did I say Drew Reed from Phoenix? Probably. Uh, Carrie Gilders from Warsaw. Yes, I did. Nicole Joyer, uh, the real uh, Meg Buck from Saratoga Springs, New there. York. Shay Donahue from Washington, D.C., That Guy 92, Dissident Aggressor, Progressive Toad from Mexico, Goddamn Macintosh, <laughs> Ogles Auto, e- M. Bop from Arkansas or Arkansas, Jim Buchanan. Sorry, it's Arkansas. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't mean to disparage our people, our friends from there. Jen from California, Nikki from Kalamazoo, Michigan, Nick Rotella, uh, Jewel Kankler, uh, Jason Vandervoord, uh, Gary from Fort St. John, BC, um, Justin Wilt, Matt Can from Los Angeles, Super Supplement from New- the United Kingdom, Witters, uh, Cito from Patty's Pub, Paige from Chicago, Jared from Arizona, Haiku for a Day from Middle England, Dominic Galoro from Marion, Iowa, and XOP Podcast. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Last week I was put in the hot seat by our friend Casey in the first edition of the Behind the Produce Stand. Casey did her best Barbara Walters impression. Questions were asked, tears were shed. It was therapeutic. Don't worry, Tanya, Matt, and Victor, you're next. This week, our buddy Trace kicks out the best of the rest. Out. out. I'm Canadian. Kicks, kicks it out. out. The best out. of the rest. With, with a boot. With, with a boot. boot. What are you out? <laughs> Can I finish? Sorry. You threw me. <laughs> Case Trace is uh, kicking out the best of the rest on Letter Kenny. So here we go. Where's my mouse? There it is. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Trace, explain to us what you're doing here. Uh, this uh, popped into my head a while ago. Mm-hmm. The idea was, uh, we were everybody was you know we're picking up the characters and picking up their top tens, and I sort of got to thinking, well, there's a lot of good characters on there that you're just not going to be able to get a top 10 out of right just by the fact they hadn't been on there and i was like what if there was like a best of the rest and i was like oh it rhymes mm-hmm. <laughs> better run with that <laughs> i think it's a great idea and uh so i'm glad you did it and uh you sent me the list and it's a great list so yeah tonight we're going to do this uh you know reminder for those of you who don't remember these kinds of episodes we're going to be playing some clips we're going to be listening and watching i will make video of this available on uh youtube uh eventually it it won't go out right away but it will go out i'm just a very busy guy right now but eventually so if you hear it when's your season over uh so uh, expect in july (laughs) um but for now we're gonna you know you're gonna hear us laugh you're gonna hear the the clips but if you want to see are you gonna do commentary then i don't know should i do commentary no i don't think so i think these are pretty self-evident and and they're not silent clips so you'll be able to hear the 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 dialogue so let me uh, share my screen here Share my screen. There it is. Share sound. I don't see your screen. Oh, there it is. All right. Here we go, people. We're going to start with... Trace's top 10, best of the rest. 
Uh, Trace, do you want to queue up each one, or are we just going to play them? I'll queue it up. Okay, uh, number 10. The the first one, uh, I picked this one because I, would, I knew I would catch hell for it. <laughs> I've never been a fan of the character. Oh, really? But no. Okay. I can't stand that voice. All right. I, but I knew, I, I mean, I would never hear the end of it if I didn't put it on there, so starting it off at 10. All right, here we go. Number 10. I don't think I've ever sat on a hay bale before. That's a straw bale, and that's barley. Wonderful. Great. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, my service is called Goldilocks and the Three Dates. Katie. I forgot to tell her <laughs> not to tell you that. So I've modeled my business after the charming story that it's inspired by. I send my clients on three dates, and like the beds that Goldilocks laid down in after eating the three bears' porridge, maybe one is too hot, and maybe one is too soft. But in the end, we hope that maybe one is just right. Katie. Get after it. You're losing him. Okay. Wayne, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? It's impolite to talk about yourself. Keeps his truck clean, loves his dogs, enjoys a beer and a smoke. Beer, beer and smoke. That's, wow, you know? I get it. Rustic. Trucks. Got it. We will make this work. I love it. Okay, and then, um, Wayne, can you just tell me a little bit about your past relationship? You shouldn't air your dirty laundry. Five years. Ended a while ago. No baggage. No baggage. Love that. No baggage, no babies. Likey. <laughs> This is fun. I'm having a fun time in this place. And Wayne, can you tell me how much you make in a fiscal year? Katie! It's impolite to talk about your money. He's no slouch. Okay, touche. Well, I am about to begin your story. Or maybe one is too hard. Maybe one is... Um, but in the end... Yeah, you lost we... him. <laughs> he, seems, he seems nice. Do you live... Do you live in here? <laughs> okay. I'm horny. Okay, looking this way, please. <laughs> so let's all walk our little hole swings, okay, and play peekaboo with our special someonesies. I am. We are all here today to have a little giggle that might turn into a little tickle-eeler and maybe, just maybe, a little diddle-eeler. No longer hornies. So, the <laughs> rules. Everyone, I want you to sit across from one another and then every three minutes you're gonna switch seats and get all romantic. Where the fuck is the bar? Excuse me, sir, with that royal blue language verging on navy blue, we are in a church for some Flippin' reason. So I am going to need you to keep your language to a Maya blue, at the very least, a powder blue. Powder boo. Yeah, cut the crap over, Mr. Weisenheimer. Thank you. It's unhelpful. Second, <laughs> there is no alcohol at this event. Boo. It is 11 in the morning. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't realize we were dealing with the queens of friggin' England here. Well, <laughs> point of order, we all definitely know each other real well. Half these dipshits were in my grade two class, and I put in extensions for this. What did I just say about keeping the language to a periwinkle flippin' blue? Oh, we're actually married already. So we're just here to do a little, uh, 
run around the bases. We're two sport players. <laughs> Time to spit on the old hands and crank a few. I'd shake a few balls. I've got the clap. Currently. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again. I also have the clap. Again? Again. We took down the same broad. Riley, one time me a clapper. So we probably won't be taking anybody down. Unless there's any bug chasers. Which is a thing we saw on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I just feel like I'm being unfaithful to my dead wife, Barb. She died. I'm just gonna say what you're all thinking. Rold gets spit roasted by Dax and Ron. It's the low hanging fruit, you guys. Dax and Ron, London original Roldy. I get it. You're all just thinking, how have those two not double cowgirl the gay skid yet? How come they're not in the bathroom right now doggy training him? How come he's not in a doggy deluxe? Like, what's the holdup? <laughs> All right, that was Emma Hunter as the matchmaker on season two, episode three, Relationships, and season six, episode seven, Valentine's Day. Uh, she's also known for being on the Beaverton, which for those of you who are not in Canada is kind of like the Onion, but uh, the Canadian version. Um, it's also an actual TV news show, and so she's one of the anchors. And uh, a, a show called Moonshine. I have no idea what Moonshine is, but uh, yes. Emma Hunter, and uh, you're right. She's very annoying, her voice, anyway, but I love her her reactions to the cast. It, it, that's the best part of having any outsider come in to Letterkenny, is we have these very well-established characters already, and then we get to see other people react to their their eccentricities right so uh, it's all it's always fun and her reactions especially in the valentine's episode are a lot of fun um trace i know you don't like this character but kudos for including her because i think she belongs on this list <laughs> yes and i ultimately thought that as well mm -hmm. but um and it's only when she goes into that bizarre yeah. voice that i have a problem with her mm -hmm. but, I, but that's I just the whole point I, yeah <laughs> oh no but okay <laughs> Liz Hoopla asked, does what? she do that voice on the beaver? It's beaver ton, not beaver, so it's not leave it to beaver, but uh I don't think so. I think she she plays a different That's character. not the beaver people like were beaver. thinking of. No, no. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> what do I know? I'm American. It's uh, um, the, the Beaverton's also a great follow on Twitter, so I, I highly recommend it if you guys want a, a Canadian version of the onion. But I just sort of loved her reactions to Wayne, especially mm -hmm. in uh relationships. Yeah. <laughs> when you know she was just sort of going oh that's 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 great a lot to work with here <laughs> but that was that was hilarious and the whole do you live here yeah <laughs> that was great but oh yeah but i mean thanks for letting the rest of that uh the valentine's episode go because that was awesome yeah i think that might have been your longest clip on record al yeah, I mean they're they're not short. Uh, Trace uh, Trace uh, <laughs> sent me lots of great stuff, but um, uh, yeah, well we had to see all the the great. Uh, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, Cassie, what what do you think of uh, the matchmaker character? I love her. I hate her. I love to hate her. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely the voice for me, and like the infantilizing talk, but like. Yeah. She does it so well, mm -hmm. and I love. 
great word. Yeah, it is a great word. <laughs> well done. I don't think Matt would have come up with that word. So kudos, Cassie. That's one for you. <laughs> I'm still under his shadow. I, I can't help it. It's um, the cap. That's I, why. <laughs> I really love how obviously the characters react to her and also how she reacts to them. Mm-hmm. She's such a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that she's, uh, we've said annoying mm-hmm. is a huge compliment to the actress herself because that's clearly what she's trying to evoke yep so like i'm so glad that that came in and valentine's is one of my favorite episodes so it was fantastic to see that clip because you get to see her with almost every single character yeah well and it's also i believe valentine's is the episode responsible for getting fart book off of tanya's uh, top five list so which one story valentine's valentine's yeah i don't remember well trust me it, it is. was is it yeah it's very memorable for steven walker because he called it he called the shot and uh <laughs> i don't remember uh what did you think of that do you remember that character do you remember those episodes uh, emma yeah i do remember it um and i just again i love and i hope that i, I guess this is what this um uh, whole discussion is going to be about is uh people that we don't uh, that interact with uh, the the regulars mm-hmm. and uh, I love the it, it, it's just a whole new dimension because um, we get to see our regular characters um, reactions mm-hmm. to these to these new people and uh, I think Emma really pulled it off like her voice is ridiculously <laughs> um, you know baby and 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 how Wayne reacts to it how Katie reacts to it. Um, and even uh, everyone that's at the table for the for the uh, Valentine's, it's a great pick, and uh, she absolutely deserves to be on there because she she just the reactions to her mm-hmm. are just brilliant. Victor, yeah, I mean, I think she's uh, what uh, Extreme was singing about, right? <laughs> what? What do you mean? What? Sooner or later, you're gonna learn to love to hate her. Oh my god. Okay, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't have Victor singing on my bingo card for this uh. episode. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's move on to. She, don't forget she gave birth to the fetus. So, I mean, That's right. Know. Oh, my oh God. God. Yes. I forgot about the that. The fetus. Oh, my I'm God. I've just forgotten about that. Yeah. Like, just How did you forget mind. about that? Yeah, how can you forget about that? I, I, I wish I could. Yeah. I really wish I could. <laughs> well done. Well, All now right. I'm not going to. So, Trace, you want to tee up your number nine or shall I just play it? Uh, well, I was looking at my list, but it looks like everything's blanked out. On All right. Uh, oh, that's right. I did that. Oh, so let me tee it up because <laughs> this is the, why you have God. them over there now. Because the, this is my because we're gonna watch the thing. This is my favorite scene from my favorite episode of Letter Kenny. So uh, I'm I'm glad that Trace I'll actually this put this in here for you, Al. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. No problem. Number nine. I'm Kim. I'm a psychologist. I'm a feminist. I'll be paying the bill. I'm Wayne. Wayne. Glenn, how are you now? Oh, good. And you? Oh, not so bad. Well, I guess the kitten's out of the clutch on this one. I also have to work as a waitress to make ends meet. Sure you do. I'm Kim. Are you ever? Look at you. I'm loving this. You're like a shark. I'm scared. Like a Julie Moore, like a Jesse Chastain. What can I get you to drink? I will need a minute. Uh, please and thank you. Mm. All right, well, you'll take care of... Will Miss Nikki Kidman here till I get back? Mr. McConaughey. Sure I will. 
he crosses his arms. Are you aware of the psychology behind that? Now, when you say he, you're talking about me, right? He has wit. Do you know why you cross your arms? Feels like you're talking to two people right now. Crossing your arms, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, is a sign of defense. You're protecting your vital organs. Do you feel threatened by me? Well, I don't, but the other guy might. He is hilarious. Enough psychology for now. What do you know about feminism, Wayne? I know it's unsafe territory to discuss with a feminist. Why? Someone will start shouting. Why? I don't know. <laughs> feminism is the belief that women and men should have equal rights and opportunities. So are you a feminist, Wayne? Well, I'd trust my sister with just about any job under the sun over a man. Except this one, I guess. Excuse me? Not to be impolite, but you're not exposed to talk about sex, politics, or religion at the supper table. What do you want, Wayne? I'd have a Gus and Brew, likely. Not what I'm asking. What's a... Gus and Brew. Woo! I'll Google it. Find out. I'm kidding. I know exactly what it is, but we don't have any. So what can I get you to drink? I'll have a Caesar, and he'll have. Find a lager, please. Something local. Thank you. All right. So a local lager for Mr. Brando, and a Caesar for Sandy Bullock. I love those orders. Be right back. I didn't think they'd have it at Four Dancers. Yes, I didn't think they'd have it at this resto bar. Gastro pub. Says resto bar on the sign. It's more of a micro bistro. Says brasserie on the menu right there, too. It's more of a bistro brasserie. When I came in, they asked me if I wanted to sit at the resto bar or the gastro lounge. I'm glad you chose the resto bar. This is actually the gastro lounge. <laughs> Do you know what an emergency call is, Wayne? Negative. It's when you have a friend call 10, 15 minutes into a date to be sure the date isn't a total bust. And if it is, then you can play the phone call as though it's an emergency and leave the date. Well, that's fair. I guess we are first cousin to an emergency here. A good one. <laughs> and you shouldn't be afraid of it. I think we could do good things here. I'm going to call my friend and cancel her pending emergency call. And when I get back, let's talk about your feelings, Wayne. Okay. Let's really talk about them. Okay. I want to take them. And I want to talk about them. <laughs> oh, it's Wayne. How are you now? Oh, not so bad. Yeah, this one's too hard. <laughs> Love that one so much. Number nine, Kelly Martin as Kim, or better known as Gay's mother. In season two, episode three, Relationship, she's also known for When Hope Calls. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, thank you for including this scene because I think she's she's brilliant in it. The, the writing in this scene is brilliant. The acting in this is brilliant. The, the subtle looks they give each other, even when he's looking away, he's still looking at her while she, <laughs> just so much great stuff in this scene. Trace. You don't need to explain yourself, but go ahead anyway. The, the This one, yes, I threw it on there because I was like, I won't let me, I will kill me if I don't. But I was, as I was watching it and rewatching it, I was like going, this A might be one of the most perfect scenes in Letterkenny. It is, yeah. And B, no one has done more with less than uh, Kim did mm -hmm. in this one scene because it, You'll always go back to it. You're like, I got to watch that one again. That was great. Yeah. And it's, you're right. Writing's amazing. Acting's amazing. And it's, it just did everything perfect in that one scene. Agreed. Victor? 
Yeah, I mean, this is for me the best of the letter, Kenny, right? So I'll take a scene like that over probably most skit scenes, right? Because <laughs> no it, one asked you about the skit scenes. Just to- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm, ju- but I'm just telling you, right? Like that's that that's that's the part of Letter Kenny that I love is that mm. type of really high end acting, yeah, um, where it's physical acting mm-hmm. and great timing and delivery. Um, it's just the trifecta. Um, so I, I I think it's absolutely awesome. Now, after we we uh, had that interview with um, with uh, Andrew McLeod, uh, the you can see how editing really tight editing would help a scene like that too, right? Cutting back and forth quicker and yep. stuff like that, like mm. for sure. Dan, uh, um, it it just it it's it's it goes back to all of those um, relationships and the tight banter back and forth, like. Mm-hmm. They have moments where they do it with Wayne and with um, Tannis, uh, Tannis. Yeah. and uh, and that that this is kind of that same tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's another great scene. Him and, and, forth, and Tannis right? in the cabin, yeah, where you can feel the energy, mm-hmm. and I love how they play off of each other. It's like, oh, he crosses his arms, and and she's and he's like. Uh, he as in me like yeah. who else well <laughs> like I I might not feel that way but he might yeah, like so like great. just how he reacts to her is so on point and mm-hmm. so perfect and how he and, it's, and it goes beyond the words it's like the eye blinking mm-hmm. and um, you know Glenn coming in for those short little you know uh, bits of of, uh, of yeah just the interruptions just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's so wonderful it's really really great Cassie uh, I think uh, Tanya brought up some really great stuff about how tight, like their banter back and forth is, and it almost makes it feel like one of those uh, relationships that we do see in Letter Kenny. Um, so, you know, props to the actress for that. Um, I, I never really thought of it before when I've seen when I've watched the scene, but mm-hmm. as I'm watching it, all I can think of is this is like a perfectly choreographed fencing match. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like back and forth. I really, it's, yeah, I really feel like Kiso's best writing is in scenes between Wayne and a woman. Like, because it's this one, it's that one you're talking about, Tanya, uh, with Tannis in the cabin. Uh, any any scenes, he ha- inter- interactions he has with um, Rosie, and even, you know, Marie Fred before she turned heel, like, any scenes he had with her, too, were, you know, uh, really well written. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really like how, She's calling him out. Um, you know, he's jabbing back. Yeah. Um, you know, as the series goes on, we get somebody who's like Pat- uh, Professor Tricia, excuse me, words are hard tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I feel like she's almost a foil to Professor Tricia. Like we end up finding her more likable because this character, Kim, is. Right. And I'm going to say unlikable. She's just very sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Sharp. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about the scene because it is early on in Letterkenny season two, right? Um, they're Hicks, but they're still formidable opponents when it comes to verbal jousting, right? They're not stupid, uh, especially oh, Wayne. Absolutely. Especially Wayne. He's not dumb. Uh, he he can still go back and forth with you in a conversation. He may not be using be using the same big words as you are, but he's still keeping up and and in fact probably a step or two ahead of you in in a conversation. So that's what I really appreciate about that. Well, don't oh, forget absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the what was it called the S Town or the Shit Town mm-hmm. podcast that I think that's the first podcast I ever listened to that you you actually turned me on to. Okay, that that one more than anything 
reminds everybody that hicks are not stupid that, right. that guy was a savant yeah yeah right? exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so and i think for like a writer in the scene it would be so easy for him to for any writer really to be like here's kim she's talking down to wayne and he's just going to put her in her place mm-hmm. but neither of them ever have like they both neither have the upper hand they yeah. both have the underhand there nobody's punching downwards right and i i really do love that yeah mm-hmm. it's great all right number eight uh trace do you want me to tee it up or yeah man all right i have no idea what it is <laughs> sorry you know i blacked out your list as i was taking the clips i would black it out but it's still there if you change the cell colors you'll still see it but anyway uh this oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> this one here is from uh, everyone's uh, favorite uh, episode, Bucky Beach. Number eight. You just go grab us a pint. I'll get the tickets. Salut, monsieur. Ça va bien? Oh, oui, ça va bien, toi? Oui, merci. Nerfier pour mes amis et moi, s'il vous plaît, merci. Ah, tu parles français? Je veux essayer. Oh, c'est apprécié, hein? Et un petit extra pour les mariés. Ouh, un bon gars en plus, hein? Very uh, good old boy. Oui. <laughs> euh, t'es pas accompagné? No girlfriend? Pourquoi? Ah, oh, non, 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 non. <laughs> Trompe-toi pas, là. Je pense, pense que tu m'as mal compris, hein? OK. Ah, non, oui, mon genre, c'est des femmes. OK. <laughs> Tu me regardes, tu te dis un vieux crouton comme ça, là, ça baise plus, c'est ben trop vieux, hein? Mais laisse-moi te dire que certains jours, je me lève puis je commence à baiser en me réveillant. <rire> bon. Ouais, c'est le sang français, ça, mon homme, hein? Very hot. OK. <rire> non, si je te demandais ça, c'est parce que... C'est parce que j'ai une nièce, hein? My niece. Beautiful. But euh, pas chanceuse en amour. Oui, je sais. Même chose pour moi. Ah. Non, ben écoute, va t'amuser un petit peu, là, puis j'irai te la présenter un peu plus tard, hein? Merci, monsieur. Enchanté. Oui, c'est ça. Merci. Enchanté. Allons-y. All right, that's Jean-Raymond Charles from... Uh, uh, he's... Uh, Marie Fred's uncle from uh, season five, episode six, Bucky Beach. He's also known for shows like Blind Trust, Black Robe, and Robinson Crusoe. Uh, Trace, this is a great pick. Uh, um, who is it? Uh, oh, Tobias loves this pick. Uh, I, I, I like this one mostly because the the uh, interplay between him and Wayne, mm-hmm. and just how his entire doll, dialogue starts off you know, pretty innocuous, but then it just goes way into the absurd. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. And I like the fact, uh, just, you know, off of him for a second, but I have never not laughed when I watched this because, you know, Wayne speaks all this French mm-hmm. in his exact accent that, <laughs> yeah, you know, he doesn't try to, yeah, he doesn't try he to, he doesn't even try to no. affect the correct, you oh. know, almost pronunciation, but it's, it's beautiful, and it's... He says yeah. Bellinger, just like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a callback to the pre-show no one will get, but uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, just, 
you know, and yet another callback, y'all all look at me like I've <laughs> lost my mind. That's how you say it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I just, I just love him because, you know, he's just like this little burst of sunshine in the mm -hmm. middle of this pretty in-depth episode. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I just, it stands out beautifully. You're right. He starts off as like this little cute little old man, but then he starts talking about fucking girls and I'm like, okay, well done. All right. Thanks. Uh, it's a popular pick on the live stream. Michelle also loves the pick and so does Liz. Uh, Cassie, what do you think of this one? I, I really like this one. And I, I guess I'm going to say that to almost every clip. Mm -hmm. um, but I found myself not knowing how he would be, you know, put into other scenarios but i want to see more of this character mm. <laughs> uh i love just how you know he seems very innocuous he's very appreciative that wayne's even trying his en français mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then like you said he just goes into talking about oh i fuck so many girls i just wake up and i'm fucking girls <laughs> and it's like with any other character who's like say young and conventionally mm -hmm. attractive uh that would probably almost come off as obnoxious mm -hmm. But with him, since there isn't that, <laughs> I guess, conventionality to it, it takes you by surprise. It's comedic gold. I yeah. wish we could see more of him, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well put. Victor? Yeah, I think I want to see more scenes where Wayne thinks he's being hit on by a dirty old man. That step back. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's gold. <laughs> Awesome says he's the epitome of avuncular. I wish I knew what that meant, but it sounds funny and smart. So well done, Awesome. <laughs> Dan, what did you think of that? This flashes me back to a, a conversation my oh. uh, my mom told me about, uh, where on our wedding day, um, your godfather uh, um, came up to her and started asking her how her sex life was. And uh, it was a very strange conversation, <laughs> one that one that my mom was very very confused about. <laughs> strange old man talking about your sex or asking about her sex life. Um, yeah, so it's just it's it's uh, comedy gold for sure. All right, we're gonna move on to number seven. All right, this uh, this character here came up earlier. In I got it fixed, Al. Oh, you got it fixed. Okay, go ahead, tee it up then. Uh I like this one because uh, this has the makings of uh, someone coming along and becoming, you know, a quasi regular character. But uh, he was great because I just remember when uh, the season was being announced, we all got excited. Uh, no, no, number seven. This is number seven. You're talking about number three. I'm, I'm getting a little confused here. <laughs> no. I'm talking about number seven. You're talking about uh, season 10, episode four? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean. It sounds like. Well, no, we were excited when you saw him, and I remember you going, I know that guy. I know that guy. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and he's seen him in like a bunch of other stuff, and he goes, he's really funny. Yes. And we were, and the rest of us Americans were like, who? Okay. And, but uh, yeah, no, he, he was good, and his, his, his stuff's a little slapsticky, but it's, it's, Slapsticky in a real subtle way, mm -hmm. and I really like this one. All right, let's uh, take a walk, take a look. Number seven. Wow, you really do lift a lot of weights. And ain't your grandma's cherry cobbler? Yeah, I prefer cherry crumble, but what I see here is more of a raspberry crisp. I'm gonna write you a script. It's an ointment. You can apply it three times a day. You can use the applicator or your finger, but if you use your finger, 
got to go knuckle deep. Hey, is there such thing as a three-knuckler? Uh, only recreationally. Hey, when was your last prostate exam? Need a hand in there, dog? Maybe a finger? Nope. <laughs> okay, I'll be right on God. Just change your mind. Mm-hmm. So, not for love or money, doc. You've never had a prostate exam? Not for all the tea in China. A prostate exam is a standard and very important part of any head-to-toe physical. It's my responsibility to strongly suggest one with every new file I open. Glad I ain't opening one. Wow. I'm already here. Why don't I just saunter up there and check your attorney general? Mm, I don't have time. Well, you never had one before, right? No, but... Well, now's the time. All right, don't worry. The exam only takes a second. <laughs> Off the floor. This is clean. <laughs> <laughs> How's the garburator, Doc? Well, that's good for me, but I think your dad has to tell you to floss. Yeah, I guess I could try out those white strips I got for Christmas. Well, all right, Daryl. Take your pants down. Get a hand there, Doc. Maybe your finger. No. Okay, I'll be right on You change your mind. Mm-hmm. So, just take my pants down? Yeah, take your pants down. I'll do your biannual prostate exam, and then we'll get you back to that barn. It smells like you just came from. I just, I never had one before. <laughs> Wait, Dr. Rutherford never met your sheriff's deputy? Nope. Your host is Mason Oof? No. Went outside the city limits? Never. No quick <laughs> Uncle Sam? Mm-mm. Hmm. Ah! <laughs> never touched the Grand Clan, eh? Well... We're here now, so why don't we just dance on up there and check out Bob Cajun? I, maybe, maybe I don't have time right now. You never had one before, right? But no, but I just... And now's the time. Don't worry. The exam only takes a second. Oh, I should put on the glove. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Trace, sorry. I was confused because you made it sound like it was a character that's appeared in more than one episode, but he hasn't yet, right? It's only been in this right. episode. But uh, He's supposed to, though, isn't he? Uh, no. I mean, we're hoping. We, we speculate. But, uh, like, he did a great job in this. So oh, it would be great, great to job. have him back. But, uh, yes. So that's Darren Rose is the doctor on uh, Season 10, Episode 4, Prostate. Also known for Mr. D, which is the, the show Cassie was talking about, Happy Together. And he was the host of the Canadian version of the, the match game. So, uh, funny guy. Uh, we had him scheduled last summer for an interview. And, and uh, unfortunately, our, our signals got crossed a bunch of times. And mm. then he ended up going, I think he went to Europe to shoot some other show. And we've never, I've never tried to get him back on. But um, hopefully we'll get him on one day because he's a funny guy. And uh, yeah, he did a great job in this episode. Super funny. Yeah. Well, what would you think? Oh, that, like he makes me gag with the like <laughs> picking the glove up off the floor and like blowing on it. No, this is clean. It's all right. Mm-hmm. And then after the tongue depressor in Daryl's <laughs> mouth that he already commented could use some cleaning. Like he starts thinking about the conversation, <laughs> tapping his mouth with it. Tapping the and teeth then, is the word. And yeah. then he puts it in, he, in his mouth yeah. on his teeth and he's like thinking about things. And I'm ah, oh, it makes me gag. It's like, and then uh, because um, no one can see the, the video he doesn't have a glove on sticks his hand grabs the vaseline jar sticks his fingers in the vaseline when he's talking to daryl and then he realizes oh i guess i should put a glove on for this um it's well done again um how the interactions of the the regulars in with the the newbies coming like that we're we're looking at Mm -hmm. um and glenn you know doing the tap on the door you know (laughs) can i give you a finger or a hand with that or like just all these little things it's 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 pure gold it's it's just so much fun so much fun victor yeah i'm just still distracted by the fact that 
how much he looks like Sadakis and sounds like him as well. Uh, it's very yeah, distracting. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he delivers the line so perfectly and smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like you know that he, I'm I I'm sure that that took many takes because mm-hmm. I can't I can ju- I can just visualize him breaking out into laughter as he's delivering those lines. <laughs> But uh, man, I wonder if that uh, was scripted because so well it looks so casual. Like it looks so like the the banter back and forth just it's looks so relaxed. Well, I've only yeah, I mean scripted. You know how how tightly scripted the show sure, is. Yeah. Um, but and I don't know what kind of actor he is. Like I don't watch Mr. D. So Cassie, what did you think of this? And tell us first of all, is he a good actor in Mr. D. D. as well? Or, uh, yeah, his character is very similar. Mm-hmm. And the best way that I can sum it up, because um, I know we have a lot of listeners who list or who watch Community, mm-hmm. is he reminds me so much of Joel McHale's character, Jeff. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Jeff Winger yes, on yes, Community. Yes, yeah, yeah, I see it. Like there's that dryness, there's that sarcasm, um, but it's definitely uh, projecting what he wants to be seen as, as opposed to what he actually is. Projecting confidence rem- and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you guys originally uh, talked about this episode. Um, I do. This is, again, one of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, just add that to the bingo list of things Cassie (laughs) says. (laughs) Um, But um, I had never really taken notice of how actually bumbling he is, like picking up the glove or... (laughs) I really hope that the Vaseline thing where he's, you know, scoops in, oh, I should put on a glove. Like, that seems like something you say to cover up a blooper. <laughs> and I, I love it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that was him covering up a blooper, fantastic. Mm-hmm. If that was fully scripted, also fantastic. I think there's a lot of visual comedy in that scene. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably planned. But, Victor, what did you think? Did, you, did we already ask you? I can't remember. We went. Yeah, we went. Did you? Here, okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to number six then, Trace. You want to cue us up for this one? Uh, I like this one because uh, you can tell that uh, she's not not a natural actor, mm-hmm. but she does it beautifully. And I also love the fact that they don't uh, beat around the bush that this is totally ripped <laughs> off. Okay. Gag. Yes. Here we go. Beat around the bush. Number six. Hello. I should say. Good morning to you. And to you. It's my chest, isn't it? Sorry? My chest. Just picked it up from a garage sale. Real conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Same with my jugs. What's that? My grandpa makes moonshine, which those are perfect for. Can you imagine my grandpa and his buddies sucking on these jugs? No. <laughs> How are you now? Good news. Are you two staring at my girls? No. no. Oh, look at you, Celan. What's up? You is. <laughs> Look, I got some questions for you. I got some answers. You ever seen any of those naked gun movies? No. No. Okay. Uh, uh, Hot shots. Strike to. Is that right? Okay. Well, how do you feel about pet rescue? How do you feel about these puppies? Just rescued these tits a few weeks ago. (laughs) Give them a little kiss. The tits? What else? I'd better not. Say, I'm collecting so that more tits get homes. What's the charity called? You're here, the United Wayne. Cute. Well, I'm just kidding around. It's actually Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. Good guy, that Don Cherry. Oh, he's a great guy. My papa loves him. Same last name, actually. So, you would call him? Papa Cherry. Yes. <laughs> Never seen airplane. Airplane two. Strike three. Oh, that's something. All right. Well, uh, before I head back to the dugout, can I grab your spare pennies real quick? Yeah, I've got a couple big cans. 
a couple big cans that I use for bookends, but you can have them. Okay. Here. You know you'd have these tits in your hands sooner than later. No, I didn't, but here <laughs> they are. Just wait here, and I'll bring out my big cans. That is incredible. What, the whole real quick thing? Well, among other things. In wrestling terms, that's what we call a pins and under a minutes, or in pro wrestling terms, what we'd call a squash match. I've never seen an airplane. <laughs> and Clear one. Me. Hello. And a two. Hi. Before you go, let me get my girls out for you. <laughs> Would have been rude of them not to say goodbye. Have a great day. And you also have a great day. That was like taking penny candies from a babies. That was kind of, kind of something, eh? There, you give me your beer real quick. <laughs> All right, uh, Victor. I seem to recall you really enjoying this scene when we covered it. What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what I said about it, mm -hmm. but first, but she's such a great. I she's a great. I feel like she could be a regular on that show. The <laughs> way the way she delivers those lines, uh -huh. just the the mannerism, uh, the superpowers of being able to kind of take the girls out from the back. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I feel like that that was so well done i could watch it over and over again and and you know it's it's like a close cousin to the dicks right because mm -hmm. it's all about the innuendos so it's uh i think that's what makes it you know uh that's the charm of it for me as well but i i, I forget her name but she, uh, i thought she was absolutely i don't know how what you know how good she is and other other things she's done but i thought she was incredible so that is the lovely julia burton um as mia sophia Season uh, seven, episode four of Letter Kenny uh, versus Letter Kenny versus Penny, and that's all she's known for is Letter Kenny. She's not an actress, and um, shame. Yeah, well, so she's uh, Jay Burton's wife, and uh, so that's why she's on the show. But I think of all the people Trace that you pick here, she's probably the one who appears on the show the most. Um, that's probably yeah. that's the most involved scene she's uh, she's in, but she's in other scenes. Um, I feel like, you know, whenever they need. Somebody. Oh yeah. She's, she's in the background. Of course she did the, uh, uh, response to Stuart's Mia Sophia, Mia so horny yeah. line. And, uh, of course she had a, a really big part in, uh, international women's day, mm -hmm. but that's right. Yeah. This, this was just, it was great. She mm -hmm. set up everything perfect for, uh, Wayne. And I mean, it, 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 it was it was so good it was very memorable and not for the reasons most people would think mm -hmm. uh, yeah she's also in restaurant uh, yeah she's in a, quite a few uh there's a i remember one scene where um dirks is looking at her at the bar and then katie walks in and he, he mm. uh there's that scene yeah, as well she walks by. Uh, cassie what do you think of that scene um First of all, I want the superpower to have a portal behind me at all times. So when I need them, my girl squad just shows up. That would be fantastic. That's awesome. Um, I really like when she shows up in the series. Um, I especially like for this scene in particular, the way that I think Tris had said um, how she had uh, basically set up everything for Wayne. Like she was mm -hmm. the perfect wingman, mm -hmm. quote unquote, in terms of this is going back to, I guess, stereotypes of Hicks, mm -hmm. but you see them, they're clearly, 
either attracted or taking notice of her, mm-hmm. but they all very politely ignore her yeah. or ignore Overt their eyes. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, much like the way that Wayne very politely ignores Gail's advances mm-hmm. in other scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that she highlights and elevates that part of their um, characterizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have a fan theory that she is one of the dicks who went on rumspringa and never came back and now she's putting a little english on it okay that's hilarious that a good one. um but yeah definitely a lot of fun whenever she shows up mm-hmm. um and anytime she's uh interacting with like even with uh you said her husband's a jay so tyson right yeah tyson yeah yeah, so anytime you see them together, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that's not part of this clip, but it's just super cute, mm-hmm. and there's some definite couples goals going on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've noticed that with them, the, the how he looks, he looks at her. Mm-hmm. You can tell, oh, right? Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I don't know if I'm just looking too deeply into it, but even in this scene here, because knowing that um, uh, Kiso and and Jay Burton are are so close that I believe Kiso is the is the godfather for one of Burton's, Burton's kids or something like that. So I feel like they're really tight with each other. And I don't know, but it feels like in that scene, you can kind of see that. Um, I could just be looking too deeply into it, but uh, for sure it's uh yeah, it's a fun scene. I love the whole uh, police Academy slash airplane slash naked gun, all the innuendos and all the setups and stuff are really, are really great. What did you and think? strike do is a great yeah joke. strike do yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the him him referencing so you really never did watch the <laughs> this yeah that was it was funny and how they're averting they're diverting their their eyes mm-hmm. and uh, trying to to keep it together and uh, yeah it, it's a it's a cute uh, a cute clip for sure all right let's move on to number five uh, go ahead Trace set us up uh, on this one. Uh, he has been in when I first came up with the idea, he was, he was on it, but he's, has been becoming more of a, a, a more regular character, but I just love this one. Cause this is probably like really the last great original latest rather not last, but latest or great original character that, that the show's had. And it's, and, he, and like every other one, he just drops right in and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's watch. Number five. Mm. Perhaps I can help. Who are you? Abby Goldstein, aka Golden Bombay. Tight. AKA the Gold and the Beautiful. Sick. Avenge Seven Gold. Nice to meet you. We met last <laughs> week. Really? Yep, I was your line mate, set you up for a double hattie. Don't remember? Respectfully, Goldsey. Whenever I see wheels on hockey bag, I just kinda of forget about everything else <laughs> after that. Want my help or not? Uh I just try to focus, buddy. I'll also try to focus. Yes. You ever heard of J Swipe? No, it's a dating app just for Jews. Are you Jewish? Full Jew, buddy. But we're not, we're not Jewish. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You have the option to set your profile to willing to convert. Click that button, start smashing Jewish broads immediately. Really? You know how many Jewish broads I've smashed on there? How many? Four. Just four? Guess how many Jewish blowies, though? How many blowies, though? 265, 270. Whoa, that's like a blow every single day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are looking at me right now like you've never heard about Jewish girl blowies. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, clueless is just kind of my resting face. Growing up, Jewish girls go to sleepaway summer camp every summer where they practice giving blowies for like two months. Oh, you could get really good at blowies on a program of that kind. Blowies seven. Okay, I gotta stop just real quick here. 
Clueless is my resting face, and you get really good at blowies on a program of that kind are tied for the two top lines in this episode. I don't know which one's better, but they're both perfect. I need a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt. David Blowy. I feel like there's a lot you guys don't know about Jews. Allow me to give you your judification. Jews clues bring you up to speed on Jewish broads and their people so that you can better navigate Jay's wife. Call me Jew Ferregno. I'm Jew Barrymore. Oh, man. Sick. Uh, although, I, I gotta say, buddy, if you can't carry your bag, you really shouldn't be playing hockey. Yeah, it'd be really great if you could carry it the rest of the way. Yeah, we'll get under the wheels, then. You know what, bro? Come, let's do it. Hey. All right, this'll be as easy as one, two, three, A, B, C, Elephet, Gimodalid. Hey, how are you now? Good and you? Good. Ready to fucking learn. Huh? Judaism 101. Gonna give you boys the rundown. The short William Scott version, because I don't have all day here. Rock with me? All night. First off, Judaism, a very minor religion. Only about 0.2% of the world's population are Jews, and just about over 40% of them live in Israel. Shout out to the homeland. Although small for religion, Judaism is influential as fuck. Like Kanye? Yeah, like Kanye. Mad small, mad influential. Mad so right irony now, there. Something to know. The Jewish Bible is called the Torah. The Torah is what you know as the Old Testament. Same shit. Same shit? Same shit. Kind of lazy, no? No, mad hype. So check it out. There's this dude, Abraham, and after God goes around and asks a bunch of other dudes with other names that they want to be his chosen people, God lands on Abraham and is like, yo, want to be my chosen people or chosen guy? Sick. They strike up a deal and become boys, and in exchange for following God, Abraham will receive hype land that he will rule, as will his future generations to follow. Israel, that's the guy. Hey. Fast forward a little bit, Abraham has two sons. One with his wife named Isaac, and then also at some point he smashes his slave, has this other kid named Ishmael, who pretty much goes on to birth what we know today as Islam. Wait, wait, hold up. So, so Abraham had a wife, mm -hmm. but he also had sex with his hot slave. Ever said she was hot? And then this hot slave had a kid who <laughs> fucked off and started his own shit? Yes. That's pretty baller. Very baller shit. It's like Sopranos level baller. Christopher! It gets even crazier. God's like, yo, Abraham, I know you said you'd follow me and be my boy and shit, but to further prove to me your loyalty, I need you to kill your son Isaac for me. Uh-uh. No way. For realsies. And just as he's about to do it, God's like, oh my guy, just fucking with you. Just wanted to see if you're gonna go through with it. Loyal as fuck! Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Basically, Jews will always prevail. How? Well, we believe it's because we follow the simple rules, we worship only one God, we study the Torah to further understand his brilliance, we procreate and make new little baby Jews, and we do hella mitzvahs. Mad mitzvahs. Basically comes down to being good people, doing good things out of the kindness of your hearts, and not merely for your own benefit. Hence, me risking my rage by welcoming you guys to J-Swipe. Huh. thanks, buddy. And furthermore, educating you on Judaism so that you can flex knowledge on slash impress Jewish bronze. Thanks, bro. Got you. So, you're honorary Jews now. When's your first mitzvah? All right. Uh, that is Daniel Harosh as Avi Goldstein, season nine, episode four of Mitzvah. He's also known for Epic Mealtime, X-Men Days of Future Past, Trace. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I just love this one. I mean, I can't say anything that uh, Awesome and Victor didn't do brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the recap of this episode, uh, he he's got the pattern down. He's got the interaction down. Like I said, he's uh, a great original character that's mm -hmm. uh, showing up more and more in the show. And I can't remember who said it, but all the facts are right mm -hmm. <laughs> and told in a interesting, quick, broad stroke kind of way. But it's still, it's just. He's so good. Yeah. Other than one Kanye reference that has aged really poorly since then, it's uh, it's a solid scene. Uh, Tanya, would you really? Think? 
I, all the, like, again, we go back to, and it's not just Wayne with uh, Tannis or, or, or Wayne with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bantering off of a woman. This is a classic banter again, <laughs> where they go back and forth and it's really tight and they just, the lines and the looks and like easy, and they're looking at each other, those, the dum-dums, they're looking at each other like, are we too? Like questioning themselves, like everything. Again, how they play off of a new character and how it elevates their character, even the ne- like bringing them to a ne- an, another level. Um, I think it's it's great. This this truly is a great um, a great clip showing that. Mm-hmm. Cassie, he's so much fun, <laughs> so much fun, and I feel like any other character as they're trying to teach Riley and Jonesy anything would get frustrated. Where he just takes it all in stride. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, let's be honest; he's probably considering it one of his own mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. I love when he shows up. I. I would love to see more of him in uh, future seasons. Um, I feel like there's a lot that can be done. And I really give props to the people who wrote the character for, as was pointed out, making it so accurate. Yeah, well, he did, right? I think uh, uh, oh, actually, actually, yeah, uh, okay. Daniel Harash actually has a writing credit on this which bodes well for having him back because usually Kiso doesn't you know, have people write scripts unless they're you know st- sticking around like jonathan torrance has written the dick scripts and now he the, they've had uh uh daniel harash write this this mitzvah script right so and and he, now he's come back a few more times so it looks like uh maybe he will be a fixture that makes more sense mm-hmm. i'm just saying if i had somebody who was teaching at that level when I was in Catholic high school and having to learn world religions, I right. probably would have retained a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's well done. Victor. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's brilliant. Uh, and you know, if you think about it, all the really funny lines were delivered by Riley and Jonesy, but that's the brilliance of it that he mm-hmm. set them up. I mean, he, he really was the perfect wingman there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, he, he, he was perfect every way. And, he brought back the uh, a very underrated band, you know, relatively speaking, Avenged Sevenfold, uh, which and you know not enough people are you know talking about and giving credit to. I mean, they're a very talented band, and thanks to Avi for bringing them back. There you back. go. Yeah. And can we just shout out the term Jews Clues because that was wonderful. <laughs> Jews adjudication. There's just so much, so much wordplay in this one for sure. Right, number four, Trace, tee us up. Okay. I picked this one because uh, it's the buildup to it was mm-hmm. so <laughs> immense. Mm-hmm. And I also picked it because uh, it started a big O fight when y'all reviewed it. So. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Number four. So, happy International Women's Day, gents. Your friend and my top student, Daniel, has asked me to come and speak to you guys today. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to be in my work clothes anymore, though, so I'm going to change. So, do you all have moms, grandmas, sisters? Although you should try and do a little bit of this every day, today is the day to show them some appreciation. So that is what we're going to do. Professor Trisha? It's Trisha. Uh, Trisha, you strike me as a very rational, down-to-earth kind of woman, which isn't what I think any of us were respecting. No? 
No, uh, Squirrely uh, sometimes made you seem like kind of a... Bitch. McMurray! I was gonna say <laughs> cunt. But I'm almost positive I'm not gonna be able to get you guys to do what I want you to do by being a cunt. So, here is what we're gonna do. One by one, each of you are gonna come up here and do some tire pumping for a woman you admire. Now, who would like to go first? Brown noser. Why don't I get the ball rolling? So, a woman I admire is Lizzie Sear, and I admire her because she gave a dude gonorrhea in 1917. Is that supposed to be a good thing? It was in this case. How come no one ever admired me for giving them that? Well, the man she gave it to ratted her out, and she was charged with vagrancy. The case went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, where her defense lawyer appealed the conviction on the grounds that the female magistrate who made the ruling did not have the legal authority to act as a judge because, as a woman, she was not considered a person under the British North America Act. Wait, this is the best part! Teacher's pet. <laughs> the case ultimately led to women officially being declared people by the British Privy Council. I would take a bit of the clap if it meant changing the world. <sighs> Me too, Stuart. What's your name? Roald. I like your enthusiasm, Roland. And that's the lovely Nazneen contractor as Professor Trisha in uh, Season 10, Episode 7's International Women's Day. Uh, Professor Trisha is also known for Children Ruin Everything. I didn't know that she was in that, so I'm going to have to watch that now. And Star Trek Inter- Into Darkness. Trace, you don't have to explain yourself, but just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this one. It was good because, let's be fair, up until this uh, episode, you know, the buildup <laughs> to Professor Trisha was bound to be some sort of it, either a letdown or it was it was meant to be a, a perpetually unseen character. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know. I agree. I, it makes me wonder whether, like, that was always going to be the plan until maybe there was this opportunity for International Women's Day. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, she, she did great. I mean, mostly... Mostly I picked this one, Al, because I wanted you to revisit it and mm-hmm. <laughs> see if it still irked you in weird ways or something. Irked me. Look, I, I found it enjoyable to watch. I mean, I, like, I they, they, weren't op- they weren't objections. They were just curiosities. But, uh, like, she's a striking woman. So, you know, I have no problem watching that one over and over and over again. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was a good pick. And, uh Everyone in the, the live stream seems to agree. Uh, Tanya, what do you think of this pick? This is such a loaded one still. <laughs> Trace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I still, I still, it doesn't fit right still with me, but I can't put my finger on why. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't do this. I, I, I still, it, it, it's difficult because... I would have excused myself, gone to the bathroom, changed, and came back. But I understand that there is a whole other level to it, and and I know we've we've talked about it to death. Um, but yeah. Oh it, no! Talk more. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little shit disturber, aren't you? That. Um, yeah, fight, I. Fight, fight. I, <laughs> I don't know, but it's not it's not even worth fighting. Cause I see the other points, and I, I've, I've I've we've we've talked about it. I I understand the other points. Um, you know, I, I I guess at some point there was a part of me that would have done the same. 
Um, so I can't really make an argument one way or the other because, yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, I still don't. I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't answer. It's, it oh, it defeats its own point. Mm-hmm. Is the thing right? Because that you know she's doing that to kind of put the men in their place, where she's kind of stripping in front of them, but to it for the point of making them uncomfortable and and owning the power of the room as opposed to trying to get them excited, right? And so that's that's the what that's what's happening in the scene. However, the men watching the show and you know whatever are going to enjoy the show for the very reasons that Al just described mm. because she's a sexy woman and she's mm. getting undressed. Yeah. So, mm. so I feel like from that perspective, the scene kind of works against itself. Um, and that's, I guess the mature old fart of me describing that and not kind of the 20 year old, but that's, you know, um, that's kind of my take on it. Cassie. Cassie's killing yeah. herself. <laughs> Cassie's Sorry, <laughs> Trace is just like dancing around over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's loving it. He's loving it. He, he's doing Threw some a grenade sort of in the dance. middle of the party, man. <laughs> I don't know if that was the uh, pants dance or what that was, but <laughs> that was me stirring the pot. <laughs> oh yes. Um, I thought stirring the pot, mixing a batch, whichever. <laughs> Anyways, Cassie. I I really like uh, Patricia. Professor Trisha, why can I never say her name right? <laughs> Jesus. Um, and like I think a lot of us, I really expected her to be kind of like the parents in like Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. You hear of them, you hear a womp womp every w- once in a while, but you don't see them. So it was really interesting to see her. And one thing I really appreciate about her character is her self-awareness. Both that, you know, however you look at her changing in front of them she's aware of what she's doing it's intentional um right down to the point where she says you know i don't think or she doesn't see she doesn't even say i don't think she says i couldn't get you guys to do what i want you to do if i was a cunt Mm, right um so she's very self-aware in Mm. her approach and i think um that's what makes her such an interesting character um and very even interesting as a uh, feminist character Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know where I stand in terms of that scene in terms of you know is she doing it to um put power or control on the men or if it's just a case where she's showing equality like hey why should I have to get up and change? We're all the same here. I'm not really sure where I stand on that. And I mm-hmm. think it depends on my mood at the time of viewing mm-hmm. uh, sure. this mm-hmm. scene in particular. Yeah. But I think even just the way that this scene spawns conversation, it spawned, you know, the whole conversation last time mm-hmm. on that was the first ladies night was that that, that came up? Well, there's that. I mean, we re- we reviewed it and on our on our regular episode, but then the ladies also Came talked. Up to, yeah, ladies, and, right? yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely. Thanks, Trace, for, <laughs> for bringing that. Yeah, it's thought provoking, yeah. and if it gets people talking and feeling something, mm-hmm. regardless of what they're talking or how they're discussing it, they're discussing. I think it. that means you know she's successful as a character. Yeah. All right. You, you said that really well. Yeah. Really, really well. We're at well. the 90-minute mark here, and we got three more uh, <laughs> spots to count down here. So let's let's go to number three, Trace. Uh, I picked this one because he'd been around, mm-hmm. of course, throughout the show. And then uh, on the 
last episode of season 10, they dropped this brilliance on us. Mm -hmm. And like, you never knew it was coming. Number three. Alexander. Why can't you hear a dinosaur pee? Why? Because they're extinct. Are you now? Uh, my brother and his sweetie are getting married. They've asked me to be their best man. Congratulations. It means I'm also in charge of planning the buck and doe. Well, we're smack dab in the middle of buck and doe season. Better get on renting the ag hall before she's all booked up. Uh, she's all booked up. Try Legion? She's all booked up. Parkview Gardens? She's all booked up. We could rent the arena floor, depending on how big the buck and doe is. Uh, she'll be teensy. My brother's always been a bit of a grump, and his sweetie's a twat. Get with them all. So what's planned? Oh, listen here, Buckaroo. What we did is we booked out Diana Sweets for a steak dinner. Hey, lady dies. You got a Pontiac. There'll also be a raffle draw and a silent auction. How much are the tickets? Uh, $25 for the steak dinner. $25 a bit steep for a steak dinner, but I guess he wants to support the newlyweds. Well, you'll have your choice of pop water or tomato juice with the steak dinner. No beer? Alcohol's not included in the price of the steak dinner. Beer, wine, and spirits may be purchased at the bar if you're looking to bend an elbow. Well, that's a grumpy taunt move. Please tip the barmaid. Comes with fries? Uh, you'll have your choice of fries or mashed potatoes with the steak dinner, as well as a seasonal vegetable. And green bean? I think it'd be a vegetable medley. You think for 25 bucks you get some fucking coleslaws with that? You show me a strip loin with fries and green beans, I'll say, hey, now that's a steak dinner. He thinks it'd be a Phillips Minions for 25 bucks. <laughs> There's always a good portion of fries at Lady Dye's. Yeah, wash her down with a cold glass of water. Is there dessert? Uh, you get a bowl of strawberries and whipped cream with the steak dinner, as strawberries are also in season. Well, it's just because lots of people like ice cream with their strawberries. Well, you're in luck, Chuck. Diana Sweets carries Chapman's <laughs> ice cream from out in Markdale, oh. which may be purchased at the bar for $1.50. Geez, you think it'd be Briars from out Simcoe's for a buck fifties? Well, I'd have the Chapman. Yeah, but you think it'd be Briars for a buck fifties? What are you raffling off? Uh, you get one raffle ticket with the steak dinner, and the lucky winner gets a weekend of camping in Sable Beach, and I'll wash your truck for you. Sable Falls or White Sands? <laughs> Winding River. Jeez, you think you get Sable Falls for 25 bucks. <laughs> Is it possible to enter the raffle and attend the silent auction without buying the steak dinner? Uh, now, now, I've been hearing some talk around town that you got to buy the steak dinner in order to join the raffle or attend the silent auction. That's a GD lie. That's good, because you should be able to drive up the raffles and the silent auctions without buying the steak dinners. Yes, but we'd love it if you joined the bride and groom for the steak dinner. How are your numbers? Uh, remember I said he's a grump, she's a twat? Yeah. The numbers reflect that. I count them all. <laughs> numbers are piddly, so please tell every Tom, Dick, and Harry you know. You might be on account of a $25 fucking steak dinner. Now, if you buy a pair of steak dinners, we'll knock $5 off the second steak dinner. Hey, now. Oh, now. What if you get three steak dinners? The price of the first and third steak dinner stays the same. But you get $5 off that middle guy. All right, you buy the one steak dinner, you get $5 off the next steak dinner. Not, not, not trying to bamboozle, just a bit of ballyhoo to steer folks towards buying the pair of steak dinners <laughs> instead of just the one steak dinner. Strategies. Incentives. Synergy. Upsales. Marketing. Infrastructure. Say, hey, who wants to join a grump and a twat for a steak dinner, huh? What do you want to do, one, two, or three? Um, yep, you'd have the pair of steak dinners. And that's Jeff McHenry as Alexander, season 10, episode 6. Sundays are for picking stones. He's also known for Dog Pound and the Great Canadian Laugh-Off. But, no, he's known for Alexander and Letterkenny for sure. Uh, let's, uh, Victor. <laughs> yeah, just brilliance. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, if you, if you read it on a script, 
it's not funny. No, there's nothing in there that's funny. Uh, it's it's all about the delivery, and he is just a genius in delivering those lines. I mean, the the that one with the the sandwich, uh, where you know you get the, the mm-hmm. first one and the third one, but the one in the middle, yeah. I I don't know how he said it, but yeah. it's just so so perfect and funny, and uh, that that's acting right there. Mm-hmm. Cassie, Alexander is definitely. Like the show wouldn't be the show without him. Mm-hmm. How many people, you know, have quoted the shit on the outside of the tour like mm-hmm. set up. And every time he comes in and is given his own slice of fried gold, it's amazing. Mm. Um, I know I've said it a bunch. I really <laughs> hope we see more of him as uh, seasons go on because he brings something so special and unique. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'd better. Uh, Trace. Uh I, I just go back to the thing. It was like, you know, there were all, uh, you know, goofy pun jokes and, uh, toilet jokes. And then this happens mm-hmm. and it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this the most is the amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. This isn't jokes. This is just really funny dialogue. This is situational dialogue. Like it's, it's so good. Oh yeah. His delivery is perfect. Yeah. Ten. The, again, the banter, and they and they show it now uh, four ways, and uh, it's it's brilliant. This is when I fell in love with Alexander. I mm-hmm. this is probably my it, this was a cold open, was it not? Or yeah, yeah. this yeah, was my was. favorite. This is the one that I would hope mm-hmm. would have won the whole thing because <laughs> this was it. Just made me la- like you know his his comment. Um, you know how are the numbers? And he's like, well, do you remember me saying that uh, he's a and it's just it's so brilliant it's so so brilliant i loved it mm-hmm. love this one all right gotta move on number two set us up here trace uh i loved her i really want her to come back set it off number two hey girl hey boy superstar dj here we go who are you Gay. So am I. I didn't ask what you were, girl. I didn't tell you what I am, boy. Who are you? I'm gay. So am I. No, you're not. Okay, but my father said to me. <laughs> so you're in the business of opening rooms, girl? Stop calling me girl, boy. And what shall I call you? Gay. I'm the only gay in this group. I was born this way. I support you, remember? Let me get this straight. He's a homosexual? That's exactly what my mother said to me. <laughs> the exact same way. You will delete yourself from this dwelling, girl. But not before you reveal your motive behind your vexatious streak. Fine. But after that, you better bizounce. My name is Gay. That's your name. Wow. And I thought Roland's parents never gave him a chance. (laughs) (laughs) My parents banished me to Letterkenny from the city to live with my aunt because of poor behavior. You're an outcast. I'm a deportee. You're a vagrant. I'm an exile. Oh, Everyone here is some form of derelict. I will hear you out. Okay. Dad? Yeah. Still a homo. You're the one who named me after the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, before we proceed, does thou knoweth where Devon is? Who? Devin? No. No. Yes. Yes? No. You appear felonious. You appear erroneous. 
How are we to know that you were not responsible for Devin's disappearance? I don't know. How are you? Still a little hurt and fragile from speaking with my father, but thank you for asking. That's not what she's saying, Wold. What are you saying, Stuart? I'm just saying. As Devin fades, you materialize. Simple math. Child's play. Cool movie. Though I prefer Problem Child. Same. What's with the clown costume? Sit. Stay. Speak. What's with the clown costume? Don't you watch the news? There are clowns inflicting apprehension on the general public via sheer terrorism or petty vandalism all over North America. So you've coalesced with some sort of continental intercolonial clown posse? I'm a bad seed. Staying out late, missing curfew, you know. Mm. I know. Kissing boys. Mm. I know. What is it you seek, gay? Asylum. Remember Soul Asylum? Cool band, though I prefer Soulfly. Same. Collective Soul? Or Soul Wax. Wondrous. Soul Decision? Asylum granted. Domo. Arigato. I'm here to rebel. Give me three good reasons why you fear you must rebel. I hate the world. I hate my parents. I hate myself. As you were. My parents banished me here for poor behavior. It is my goal to behave even worse than Letterkenny, so they have no choice but to bring me back. Formidable. Jocular. Allow us to assist. To aid. To be your asset. We. Oui. C'est bon. Prodigious. First rate. Boss. Incroyable. Hooray. But first, our wardrobe craves alteration. What? <laughs> All right, that's uh, Victor's favorite character. We'll uh, trace. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, she has been in quite a few episodes, mm -hmm. but this one for me will always be the perfect represent representation of uh, the chaos that she brought to, you know, our, our favorite crew here, mm -hmm. for better and for worse. And second, I'll catch hell for this, but say what you want about, you know, Wayne Tannis or Anakin Derry or hell, even Dan and Ellen. That scene right there is probably one of the sexiest scenes in Letterkenny. Okay. You can t totally see that's where Stuart falls for gay, for sure. Like when they, they start naming bands back and forth and every time she said, no, I prefer this band. He's like, same. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah I like, oh, the, yeah. I like the way little additions there. And I've, I've, gone on to really appreciate her even more seeing her in other roles like she she uh sarah uh, that, that by the way is sarah Ga gaden or gaden uh as gay on season three episode three of modine's two she's also in Cosmop cosmopolis M enemy and dracula untold but she appears in uh, murdoch mysteries early on quite a few times and she's great in that too so um and very different <laughs> obviously uh playing you know a proper lady in, in the 1800s uh, compared to playing gay, <laughs> one of the skid characters on Letter Kenny. So she shows some reins for sure. Uh, Victor, I know how much you love this character. What, what do you think of this pick? Well, first, I thought stripping Trish was the sexiest, sexiest scene in Letter Kenny. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, well, you know, the best part about that scene is uh, that. Uh, subtext of the train reference so that's that's what i take away from it oh where's my spatula 
uh, people don't get it. Do really, they? Victor? Do you get it? Do you get? Did you catch the train reference? I don't. What soul uh, soul train or soul asylum? Soul asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Runaway train. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Oh. That was a reach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move on, Victor. Uh, Cassie, <laughs> what do you think of this scene? So gay is who I thought I was when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you know, I'm not saying this about myself. I'm saying this about her. There's an intelligence there. And I feel like she was probably one of those uh, people to read into her character that was so smart. She got bored really easily. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, getting involved in sort of like a, a skitty lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, kind of happened um I really love how she pairs up with uh Stuart mm-hmm. and she brings out some interesting stuff with him and even uh with Roald and the other skids uh she's fantastic I think we've all known somebody like her if we haven't been her ourselves um I I really really appreciate Gay as a character mm-hmm. yeah um uh, sorry um <laughs> I, I, I was watching trace and 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 he he looked like he was agreeing with you and and i was thinking on that <laughs> trace did you have a similar uh a childhood yeah story of my life mm-hmm. did you <laughs> you were so smart that you were bored and became a skip. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. were I mean, you i was beyond the curve a little but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would never be so brash just to say how smart I was. Mm -hmm. Well, you are like a national trivia champion. So there's that. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. The, the banter between the two, I, I just, I love rolled rolled is so funny in his, in his cute little, um, it was, it's the, they just, they always steal the show for me whenever those two are together, Stuart and rolled and uh, nipping at each other and, and putting each other, um, it just, it's, it's the, the two of them and their reactions with each other, they, they always steal the light. Um, but, uh, but gay holds her own in this, in this scene for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. We're on to number one. And before I play it, I'm going to ask Cassie, you've seen yeah. Trace's picks here. Who do you think is number one? Oh, oh, that's, that's hard. Because I would have said, I would have honestly thought it was Alexander. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm being completely honest. I Um, I feel like uh, Alexander would have been Victor's number one as well. Yeah. But, but the toilet scene, just because I had to watch that scene 30 cents. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So if you were to guess what, uh, what Trace's number one would be, Victor, can you think of, uh, Oh, Oh, wow. That's that, that's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Just for fun, I'll I'll say, uh, 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 what's his name? With that, with the guy we love to hate. Uh, that oh, Dirks. Dirks. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll say Dirks. Mm, okay. I wonder if he would be the uh, uh, candidate for the rest, or if there is actually enough scenes of him that we could do a top ten Dirks. We'll I think see. he's a he's a rest kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, you think? What about you, Tan? Who do you think? I was going to say Dirks too. Mm-hmm. Now, after after watching how like mm-hmm. number two, number three, number four escalating into the to the um yeah. to the non uh liked character or not i guess some of the characters are okay well i'll give you guys a hint this is a very non-liked character for sure so trace why don't you uh cue this up put us out of our misery uh this here is yes a very unliked character and probably the, the <gasps> oh it's marie fred 
No, the be, the best. No, the best single guest appearance mm-hmm. on thing. It was just a. It was a tour de force. Yes, it was for one episode. Let's watch. Oh. Mm. The left, Number right, one. Left, J. Where the fuck <gasps> is everybody? This is right, right, protest. We need people to protest and, and, and piss off and agitate. Oh yeah, yeah. Whose idea was this stupid name change anyway? Ours. What's up, Nazis? Nazi. Hilarious. Ain't nothing funny about this honky. No, but Nazi really Nazi. Would a Nazi ride a Yamaha scooter? A pansy Nazi? Sure. Would a Nazi have a Jew for a lawyer? Could you refer me, asshole? Because I'm going to need one in a minute. <laughs> Would a Nazi earn a game worn Tim Duncan jersey? You sniff that shit before bed at night, cupcake? Would a Nazi's favorite snacks include ramen, pad tire foe? Pronounced fa. Fuck, dummy. Oh, all right. Would a Nazi get turned on by interracial gangbang porn? Who fucking doesn't? All right, I think we all need to chill out here, get ahead of ourselves. We are an inclusive movement. I think you should join us. Is that what we should do? Yes! Think about it, Takajuia. We, 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 we share a lot. We have a lot in common. We both pride ourselves on traditional values, traditional morals. We share a very anti-immigration stance. You know, if you think about it, we actually share a lot of common ground. <laughs> Historically, sharing ground hasn't been your strong suit. If you guys are here, then who's jerking off in your mom's basement? Somewhere there's a men's rights meeting missing their door greeters. Yeah, yeah, look, I get it. You're frustrated. It must be really exhausting never paying taxes your whole lives. Oh. <laughs> All right. Enough chin wagging. Another hand, cluck, cluck, clucking away. Hey, no one had a problem with this. No one had a problem until you came to town. That's it. The hard right. Coming to a town near you. Yeah, we didn't come here to counter protest. Ain't nothing peaceful gonna happen today. Hey, we don't practice violence. We do. We don't practice violence, but we are prepared for it. All right. Let's go then. Let's do this. You and what army? That one. <laughs> They're fighting. <laughs> the Hicks are beat. Oh, look, that's that's a uh, that's a uh, ginger, isn't it? Pretty sure it is. Just got knocked out. Our buddy Bradley Trudeau dragging one of the Nazis by the hair. Hard right, Jay backs into Tannis. She grabs him. Throws him to the ground, that lucky son of a bitch. And she delivers a hard right of her own. Boom. I love how she shakes her hand. And she shakes her hand. But then straightens out her hair. <laughs> I love it. Ah, Tannis. <laughs> All right. I mean, Sorry, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I think we might have burned a clip for next week, but that's okay. Trace, talk about it. 
oh man, he 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 just embodied everything that we uh, hate about those people. And you know, you just sit there and go, and he he made himself the butt of all the jokes. He made, you know, and he he just embodied the absurdity of that whole group of people. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, y- you want to be sit there and say, yeah, I'm open to all different views, not those. Mm-hmm. No, you're just, (laughs) you're just a moron, but he, you know, he commits to it Mm -hmm. at least for the role. And it's like, it makes it that much funnier when he gets his, what is it, Victor? Come up. That's right. (laughs) Well done. Good pick. Great pick. Cassie, what did you think of this? I hate to say that I love hard right Jay because he's hard right Jay. Yeah. But. Because it's, it's Jay Barry show. It's hard. It's, it's, uh, what's his name from How to Train a Dragon? It's Hiccup. You yeah. can't hate Hiccup, even when he's an awful, awful human being. He's the perfect love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure anybody who's actually watching the live stream probably saw me cringe because mm-hmm. every, every single time I see him call Tannis Sacagawea, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. But, the fact that he can be so lovable in other roles and is able to make himself that hateable in that role. And he's just such a little dweeb in this role. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. He embodies exactly what he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate to use Victor's word. Um, but yeah, I remember being very riled up <laughs> and very like just, Oh yeah. I just, uh, uh, no, <laughs> And but to see the comeuppance um, at the end again, I hate you, Victor. Um, to to see it at the end. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, you're getting the hippo from hip, hip, Victor. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's a great pick. Great, and it great pick. and it came from Tannis. I mean, that's it a came perfect from scene. Yeah, he gets he, a despicable human being gets comeuppance from Tannis. Yeah, Victor. You know, I, I it's I think we probably talked about it, but like a one season of a. A beautiful wonderful show undeclared mm-hmm. uh and he was so great in that mm-hmm. and in here he's got such a punchable face it's it's <laughs> it it, is, it, you know it's like it's incredible like that's yeah. the thing of of good acting right mm-hmm. when you can act in a way where your face becomes punchable yeah um it's uh, and then and then that's exactly what happens mm-hmm. so yeah. i mean it's just uh, you get the payoff at the end i would argue um, that's i mean the same reason with like Dirix is so punchable because he's a good mm-hmm. he, he played yeah. that role really really well yeah, he sure. ma- made you mm-hmm. want to punch the shit out of him <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely fantastic uh mm-hmm. protagonist mm-hmm. Uh, or antagonist i guess mm-hmm. um and uh yeah he did a great job and we love to hate him all right trace that was amazing your top 10 uh i i mean i loved all your picks and uh you did a great job thank you so much uh before we move on to final comments i just have one um uh over long overdue uh itunes review that i i I didn't know we had because i think it came to us from australia uh hanging out with my friends five stars i'm late to the party but enjoying the podcast immensely enjoying the format and element and elements well done guys also appreciate the candor that you shared through your lockdown experiences resonated with me keep up the good work and that's from timmy w so thank you timmy for the review sorry it took me so long to read it i didn't see it until recently but uh yeah we appreciate the review and we'll just uh, move on to final comments and i'm up so again trace great work uh 
kind of a not last minute, uh, but I asked you last or asked last week if anyone was ready, and you put your hand up. So kudos to you um, for for getting the ball rolling on these awesome off-season episodes that we're we're gonna have to do for the next little while. Uh, appreciate doing these, and um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anyone you left off that I would have put put on there. So I think uh, I think you did the list uh, proud, um, Victor. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, you know, again, maybe Dirks could have made that list, but uh, yeah, but again, he's a recurring character. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I guess, I guess. And you know, you took the high road there by giving uh, Alexander, you know, his high society scene. But for <laughs> me, it's still the toilet scene. Uh, I, I feel like that's uh, one of the top cold opens of all time. Um, uh, so anyway, great job. You did great, uh, Cassie. Um, you stepped in for Matt mm-hmm. in a wonderful way. Uh, the only thing I, uh, my only constructive criticism is you didn't bring any hate for me. So I feel like, uh, <laughs> something was missing, but, uh, I tried uh, to bring that for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you compensated. <laughs> Try. Um, but yeah, no, great, great job tonight. Great job with the ladies night. Uh, and you're always welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, Victor. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tanya. Trace, uh, amazing job. Thank you so much. You, you totally brought it. Um, those were some great picks and, and ones, some I forgot about even. So, uh, yeah, the doctor and stuff, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to remember everybody that's been on the show and, and, uh, how they've contributed. So it's so great to, to have these recaps and, uh, to go through them like this. Um, so great job for that. And, uh, Cassie, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, it was great to see you. Thank you so much for wearing the hat even and, uh, feeling the, the mat vibes mm. and, and, uh, you brought it for sure. It was great. Yeah. You fit right in with the panel. So well done. Um, go ahead, Cassie. Uh, I just traced, you did a fantastic job. Um, these were some amazing clips that Honestly, some of them were ones I wouldn't have thought of. And then the moment started playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I really loved your list. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for uh, having me on. Um, and, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, Victor, I'm trying to stay on your good side because eventually I'm going to have an episode. And <laughs> I, <laughs> nice That's to me. Awesome. That's right. You are lined up for best of coach. So uh, looking forward to, to that one. That's coming up in a few weeks, too. So I hope uh, hope you have your. Uh... When did you watch the show? You went to the show a while ago, wasn't it? A month ago? Uh, oh, Mark Forward standard. Mark stand Forward. Up, yeah. Uh, that was Last the month? 8th of March. And then, oh, was it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, last month. December. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Looking forward to it. All right. And Trace, the final word goes to you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought about Dirk's Victor and, uh, I thought about a few other people like Ellen and, mm. uh, that chick from the dealership, okay. but yeah. this is the one I, you know, sort of came up with, uh, again, thanks for having me. You guys yeah. are great. Cassie, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You're so good. And uh, thanks for coming out. And uh, thanks for keep bringing me on. Um, this is not something I do naturally, and y'all keep bringing me on. You don't do it naturally, but you're a natural at it, and we appreciate all the limericks and all the writing that you do for us, bud. Uh, now, I asked you to, to give me a song that you wanted to play us off with here, and you chose 
uh, right from the OG episode, Every Everyone Looks Like Everyone by the Pack AD. So let me uh, spool that one up here. And The elevator opens for no one. And plans are making me. I'm paralyzing to you. And plans are making me. And plans are making me. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, our friends Mike and Liz will join us to double team Tannis. That is, they'll kick out the best Tannis episodes together. Uh, don't forget to give the to use the promo code Protostan uh, Protostan for twenty percent off any purchase on DiabolicalCoffee.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. You can also follow us on most social net media outlets at ProtestantPod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to go join the after party. On behalf of Trace, Tanya, Cassie, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening. Have a great week. No way that was me.